Hello there. The Provincial Series takes more twists and turns this weekend. It's decision time in both Munster and Leinster hurling competitions. Leinster final has been won by Kilkenny. Three in a row. Surely now the time is up for Clare and Limerick will be crowned Munster champions for the fourth year in a row. Lots happening in the Talchin Cup. The battle for quarter-final places is heating up. It's another busy weekend in both hurling and football. On tonight's show, we look ahead to it all. Former Limerick cornerback Tom Condon looks ahead to the Munster Hurling Series. Kilkenny legend Owen Larkin joins us to chat about the Leinster final. And David Power is with us to chat all things football just days after he stood down as tip football manager. That's all on the championship. Yeah, let's get straight into it. It's a huge hurling weekend and I'm delighted to be joined by two greats. First of all, let's introduce Owen Larkin. Uh, a glittering career for Owen, who made his championship debut in 05. Eight All-Ireland titles, ten Leinsters, six National League medals and two All-Stars. Former hurler of the year as well. The list goes on and on. Uh, Owen, first of all, how are you keeping? Good, Damien. Good and yourself? Great, great to talk to you. It's been an unbelievable kind of um, few months for hurling, but an awful lot of attention has gone to Munster, Owen. Uh, do you feel that that's justified? And what sort of a Leinster final can we look forward to? Uh, look, I suppose the, 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 the games of Munster have probably been uh, been very good this year. Um, I suppose that talk has been going on for a number of years now, probably <laughs> the bones of 15, 20 years. But look, we're, we're, um, we're still very passionate about hurling up here in Leinster and Look, I suppose when you when you look back over the last couple of weeks, how, how Wexford just escaped, uh, being relegated to the Joe McDonough, I suppose you can't really argue. Now that being said, I don't think Wexford are that bad. Maybe just you know got off to the wrong start and kind of spiraled out of control from there. But look, they're still in in, in the show for Lee McCarthy next year, which which is always good for Leinster hurling. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, delighted now to welcome Tom Condon, a former Limerick stalwart as well. Tom with two All-Ireland medals. Uh, Tom, is there any danger that while uh, Larkies, Kilkenny and the lads are, are uh, kind of watching in the wings in Leinster that the, the Munster teams might outkill each other, if you know what I mean, and not be fresh for an All-Ireland series? Yeah, I suppose Leinster are always waiting in the long grass like that, Joe. They have a down to a fine art the way they're able to produce the goods like... Um, Look, I suppose Munster has been very competitive and I suppose it's thrown out there that um Joe that they go hammer and tongs in the Munster Championship to try and get out of it. It's it's it's, it's you could say any one of the five teams could come out of Munster like it's, it's that competitive. But um I I I don't think really it has a bear. And I if anything I think it gears you towards the, the latter stages of the All Ireland like and uh, I think it, is, it can be a bonus. I think you know, you you you're, you have to get up to the match or the kind of intensity. Mm. That's required for um, to go further in the in, in the Ireland series, like so. Like I, I think it is of benefit that way. Okay, uh, let's get into Leinster so in detail. Owen, I think both managers really would would welcome a win, wouldn't they? Uh, who do you think is better set? Yeah, it's hard to know. I suppose um, <clears throat> on the last performance, I suppose Kenny would be disappointed. You know that, that they didn't win in Wexford Park, although uh, it's it's been difficult for us down Wexford Park yeah. the last couple of years. And Galway were very disappointed against uh, against Dublin last day as well. So, um, lucky to go out there with a draw. I suppose Dublin just probably ran out of steam coming towards the end. But I think Henry Sheffield will probably take great credit um, and, and great confidence going into the Leinster final that the fact that they didn't play that well but still kind of ground out a result. Um, you know, and Derek on the other side of it, I suppose, you know, didn't need to win but uh, still into a Leinster final. So, you know, he, he'll have a 
he'll have a couple of things to say to the Kenny players and, and hopefully that'll be the motivation to get more in line but it has the makings of a cracking game I think um, two two very young sides you know I suppose Kenny probably have the more experience on, on their side so and you know they'll be they'll be going to try and get to an All-Ireland semi-final and another Leinster title Owen, does the Henry factor, does that kind of go down the gears now in terms of emotional background to this game? Like he's played he's played against his own county a few times now at this stage. So are we gone past all that? Yeah, I look, I, I don't think it was ever a factor because, you know, you have the Valley Hill lads that are in there and, and that was going to be said about Henry, to let, let it be said. And yeah. then you have Owen Cody as well. You know, he's in there as well, Henry's nephew. So I, I think it's diluted a, a good bit and, you know, they're just getting on with their own their own house now and trying to get their own um, stuff together for for Sunday and you know it'll be just hammer and tongs I think but look I, I, I do think the Leinster the Leinster Championship really needs a good game you know nip and tuck all the way and whoever kind of whoever kind of just shades it at the end you know they'll be happy enough either way I'd say but um, you know we, I think we just really really need a good game because the Monster Championship has been the standout uh, this year. Yeah, definitely more so this year than in, in you know previous years. Uh, Tom, just I saw the Kenny full back line flashing the slitter across their their, their own twenty one yard line, and uh, while the team had started to evolve under Brian Cody, uh, you know I, I couldn't help but wonder if that would have happened on Brian's watch either. Have you seen much evolution of Kilkenny under Derek Ling? Oh, definitely a hundred percent. Like as you as you say, they're like <laughs> it would have been rare enough you'd you'd see a Kilkenny team. Passing the ball 20, 30 yards around their back line, like not like I suppose going back maybe eight, ten years ago. Well, personally, anyway, to you'd be going direct, like and to get the ball into the forwards as quickly as you could, like. But now the game has kind of changed where it's it's more so gone kind of possession based and kind of retaining it until you have a, a man that's in the I suppose the optimum position to either give. Uh, a pass that's in 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 greater favour of the forward or advantage to the forward, like or or to have a score. But you you can definitely see that um, the shoots are definitely there in, in Kilkenny, like that they they've started to try and adapt, adapt as well. Like because you look in sport, you have to kind of change with the times as well. Like and look, Limerick kind of have brought, I suppose, Bear and Cork were bringing it at, at some stage there um, in the air going back maybe eight years ago. But Limerick have brought it to a different level, I think, in the last probably five or six years like with the, the passing and retaining position so like you have to adapt to go forward Yeah you do Owen what do you think of the changes under Derek? Yeah look uh, look, he had to come in and put his own stamp on it I think first and foremost um, you know he couldn't just come in and do you know the things that Brian Cody done obviously they're two very very different people but you know have similar attributes as well so but look um, look I, I the only thing I'd say about the short passing is I have no problem with that but you know you can't score back on your own uh, yeah. 20, 20 yard line and if it, and if a pass breaks down you know you're you're in bother so look I'd be just in favour of getting into an area where in the field where you can deliver in a good ball and I think Limerick have you know as Tom said Limerick have taken that to a new level you know it's not all short with Limerick you know that people think it is you know 15, 20 yards passes they get to an area in the field where you know they can supply Galan they can supply Flanagan and these and these lads mm-hmm. with, with good quality ball and uh, and ball that you know that will favour them in the, in the seventy thirty kind of a thing. 
and those two lads are just exceptional then when you know when they get into that yeah um, that lovely that, range. that lovely ball into the diagonal ball yeah. into the full forward line how, how would you have tweaked your game in in the current era Owen? because like don't get me wrong like uh, you know you had great people around you but most of the scores you had to go and try and win possession yourself and make a turn try and find space uh you know a lot of shooting from distance as well how would you have tweaked your your own game in the modern environment well, James Damien, I, I wouldn't even say I'd, I'd have got the call up in the modern environment. But, um, look, no, it's it's a it's a base around f- fitness. Like you know, you have to stay going for seventy minutes, and you know it's it's tough. Like I often I often uh, bring it back to the footballers. Like they're up and down the field, and uh, I often wonder how they do it. Like, yeah. but you know, coming towards the end of seventy minutes when we were playing, you'd be you'd be out on your feet. But it seems hurlers these days are doing a lot more running than and you know, running off the ball and, and tackling and all that kind of stuff than, than we ever done. So I, I don't know how I'd really tweak it, to be honest. I, I'd be just in favour of getting in a high ball if I was standing in full forward and let me fight for it. It's the easiest way to, to get over it. Tom, what do you make of that? Yeah, I suppose <laughs> myself and all of it. If you fail, we've got high, high balls in on top of us. <laughs> from the same <laughs> <side>. <laughs> You're being very hard on yourselves, lads. Yeah, I don't know. Look, as I said, it's just gone... The intensity and, and the fitness has gone through the roof in the last, uh, even last two or three years. Like it's it's gone up another level. Like and like you you have to be, have that level of fitness to be able to maintain the intensity, the tackling, and then to be able to perform the skills in under under that intensity and pressure. Like and to be able to do that for seventy minutes, like it requires a phenomenal effort and, and fitness levels. Like so. It, it's, yeah, it's just gone to a different level. Okay. Uh, I won't ask going to call Kikini Galway, Tom, but I'll ask you if you don't mind. What's your opinion? Yeah, no, I, I, I'd i still think that Kikini, um, I just think they're they're ahead of Galway in their development. And I think they just they, they have the hurlers that are able to grind out the, the the results. I know, look, they lost to Wexford the last day, but like they still were able to, was it four or five goals? They were able to to score mm. and they just have a knack at that like an Owen Cody is just absolutely lethal at that um, I, I'd be saying Kikini by, by a couple of points OK Owen what are you most looking forward to regarding Limerick and Clare? Oh look I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a great game first of all and, and I think you know the way things have set up and the way, thing, uh, the way Clare have improved over the last couple of years I think Clare are probably the only team that have the physicality fitness and hurling maybe to, to kind of outpower Limerick and I expect you know, I expect them to kind of take this challenge on now. Uh, again, they were unlucky last year, um, beat them at the start of the start of the championship, and uh, I think Clare are, are are kind of, I think they're the common team. They're young, they're fit, they're hungry, and I think they know how to beat Limerick as well. So I'm really looking forward. To it. I think they're they're in pole position really to to take on this Limerick team. Tom, from the outside. The fact that they beat you a few weeks ago, it would take some clear team, in my opinion, to go into the lines then and do that again. But they are certainly well capable of it. What's your gut feeling about this game? Look, uh, Limerick hadn't been before; they hadn't been performing to the what their usual, I suppose, were used to. But um, hats off to Clare, like as, as Owen said, they have been coming the last couple of years, and and they've been the one team that have, no matter how both teams are going, the games have always been thrillers. Like, and yeah. I think Clare. Definitely are, are able to put it up and match Limerick in every in every aspect of the game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I see the teams out this morning. Conor Cleary is named at full back. Is, is he a hundred percent, or are they going to go mm. with someone else? So it'll be interesting to see the match up there in the full back line. And 
And, and I suppose the big question going around is Limerick have always left Tony Kelly kind of the run of the park. Do they push up on him? Do they detail someone to man mark him? Uh, going by the team selection in Limerick, like uh, you have Mike Casey and Cornerback and Barry Nash. Do you do you try and put one of them on him? I I'd be saying maybe Mike Casey because you'd be kind of curbing Barry Nash's influence on the game if you if you detail him to go man on men. And I see Keen Lynch is, has also been left out of it. Like so, like big calls and the first 10, 15 minutes are going to be absolutely frantic. I think um, I think it's it's the makings of an absolute humdinger of a game uh, in the Gaelic grounds. Packed to the rafters. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I personally, I think it's going, it's going to be right down to the wire. I, I, I wouldn't rule out a draw again. Oh God! Um, <laughs> it, it is going to be that close, on isn't it? Like, I mean, the, the level of ferocity, the level of skill, the level of conditioning, and like that's just to get the ball out of your own half. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. I think was it was it last year they played in the Monster Championship as well, and I think the, the first two minutes, like there was. There was unbelievable tackles in, you know, one lad had the ball and it was gone from next thing, another lad had the ball, it was gone from, you know, like the supporters barely had time to catch their breath, let alone the players. And <laughs> I just expect the same thing. And I, I know I know we're talking about the Gaelic crowns as well, but I think Brain Lone is just going to have this team. You know, we're going down into the lanes then, like Brain Lone in his hurling days would have just relished that. And I'd say he's just instilling that now in the players that, you know, this is the chance of a lifetime going down the Munster final down to play the all Ireland champions, you know, what better challenge do you want? Um, you know, there's not going to be a better challenge out there this year, I don't think. And I'd say Clare are just going to be revved up to, to 90. I hope they're not, you know, revved up where where they just don't perform. But I, I think Brain Lawn has done a fantastic job over the last couple of years. TC, can I come to you there yeah. on an unsung hero? Tom Morrissey just catches my eye every single time he goes out. Like this year, he's gone up a gear again, I think. Um you know, he could be a man of the match contender every single day. What's what's your reading of Tom Morrissey? <laughs> Tom, he, he's a guest man. <laughs> yeah, he, he's all the appearances uh, yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, oh, he's just off the cuff. Like, he's just raw. He's like, <laughs> he's, uh, well, like, for me, personally, I think he, he's been, he's in line for Hurler of the Year at the moment. Fully agree. Uh, he, he, uh, in fairness, he has pulled Limerick through mm-hmm. the league and Munster campaign this season nearly single-handedly like he's he's come he's come out and he's delivered performance after performance and he's he's racked up four or five points per game um and his work rate is just absolute phenomenal if you if you had a chance to just watch him alone and see the work that he does off the ball to try and get into these positions like you'll be you'll be thinking oh where's the mark in here tom morris is free he's after popping over a point but if you see what he does for the 30 seconds before that like he is constantly on the move looking to lose his man making runs in behind the half back line and he, he's up and down the field he, his fitness levels are, are absolutely through the roof but like it's a testament to himself like that he's got himself into this shape because I remember himself and his brother Dan like they're just absolute fanatics when it comes to their mm-hmm. fitness their condition their gym work their their nutrition and everything like that they, they, they do everything to the absolute T like and, and it, look it, it's 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 shown on the pitch like um the effort that they're putting in like and for me he, he's been our best hurler this year and I if he keeps going I, I, I reckon he'll be hurler of the year Yeah Larky when you got hurler of the year it, it certainly appeared to be the same groove for you the, the scores appeared easy the, the runs down the wing but it wasn't easy so what goes you know Tom has given a great insight there into what is required to get on the ball so much and find that space but are you constantly monitoring the space and the, the environment around you 
are you constantly making runs? Nine of them might be wasted, but one will get you in the right place. What goes into that? Yeah, well, I think mentally a lot goes into that. You know, I suppose it's easy to get yourself in, in good physical shape and, uh, and you know, and your touch work and hurling and all that kind of stuff. That's the easy stuff. But mentally, I think you have to be just, you know, so driven and... and uh, and Tom seems to be seems to be like that every year, as you said. Like you know, Tom Mercy is probably the unsung hero of this Limerick team because, you know, er, er, everything nearly goes through him, and he does so much work. But as Tom said, he just pops up in space. Then you know, when Limerick need a score, he's out in thirty yards of space and just pops it over the bar. Like he could get four or five pints from playing a game, and and you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't even it wouldn't even register you that he's playing that well. But the amount of work that he does. Is, is just unbelievable and you know as Tom said he just keeps going up and down the field he's everywhere you know named a, a, a wing forward but you could find him in the half back lane or corner forward or anywhere you know and, and I suppose Garrod Hegarty has been quite enough you know to his usual standards but Tom has just taken it on you know for himself and for Garrod and he's just pumping balls over the bar for sport this year and I'd agree with the two. He definitely in line for hurler of the year. I give the last word to you, Tom. Uh, I know your your home county is involved, but uh, do you think you'll get over the line? And what could be the key factors? Yeah, and uh, look, as I said earlier, Limerick and Clare games they're, they're always so tight, like, and, and there's just so much at stake. I suppose bragging rights and, and and all this kind of stuff. And whether they push up on Tony Kelly, you'll have a bear on it. If you can, but also what kind of Cleary if he's starting. Or what do they do with Galan inside? Because if Limerick get enough ball in there, I can see that, that potentially being the weakness in in the Clare team is is in the full back line. If Conor Cleary is out and he's not playing, but um, I reckon Limerick will, will still have enough. I just think they're coming good at the at the right time. They, they, their performances have been getting incrementally better and better each game, and it's more and more a complete performance. So I, it's the signs signs on that I think that Limerick will probably have their best performance to date. I don't want to jinx them or anything, but um, it's going to be so tight and you could be saying that no, a refereeing decision could, could be the deciding factor. You just don't know. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Tom Owen, thanks so much for your time. Really enjoyed that chat. Enjoyed the games on Sunday and we'll talk to both of you soon. No better. Thanks. Thanks, David. Cheers. Yeah, that was Tom Condon and Owen Larkin there. Now, earlier this week, uh, David Power stepped down as Tipperary football manager. It was a great two decades for Tip football and that man's stamp was all over it. And it's all over in Parky Cueve. Tipperary are the Munster Football Champions for 2020. They have beaten Cork, their first title for 85 years. And it arrives on the weekend that we mark the centenary of Bloody Sunday. Fox, Quinlan and Sweeney, they've won their Munster medals now. A day when hope and history rhyme. Yeah, it was a lovely day. Uh, it was a strange day too, no fans allowed in. And Dave, when you look back at that time, uh, would that have been the highlight of, of everything over the last two decades? And I know you'll be the first to point out that there were other people involved in the tip football movement as well, but but you were there all the way through. Yeah, look, I suppose, look, look that was uh, that was an unbelievable occasion, I suppose. I was very fortunate to be involved on, I suppose, going back to 2011. We had great times, obviously win the All-Ireland Minor Final in 2011 and win the Munster Final in 2020. I Someone was to ask me, it's very hard to say which is better, but the one other highlight that I 
really treasure is probably in 2012 when we bet Kerry twice in the Munster Championship and bet Cork um, to win the minor final. Um, it's not many teams beat Kerry twice in one year and that's something very, very special to me. Did you find it hard to arrive at this decision, David? Like, I mean, I suppose any bit of luck tip got would have been maybe 2020, maybe. There's certainly no luck in 2023 on the field. And and no. I know that, um, you know, it was a tough time for yourself off the field. D- did you yeah. find it straightforward enough to make your decision to step down uh, this week? Yeah, um, there's a lot of factors involved. Look, this is my fourth season. Um, also, I have to realise there's a number of players that I've probably been involved with for maybe 12, 13 years, whether it was at under 15 level up to senior. And I just feel now it's probably time for a change of ice. I think obviously we're going through a transition period big time now as well. I think um, we had only three or four players in any game this year that would have played in the Munster final in 2020. So we're trying to bring, the this year was really bringing through a lot of young players. And I suppose last Saturday, it was really, really important for us to finish on a winning note, even though we... There was, a, there was a strong possibility that that was going to be our last game. But the finish with a win was very, very important. And on a, on a different note, like if you weren't ravaged with the injuries that, that you, you were this year, because I mean, you were literally down to three or four from the 2020 team left. And then Stephen O'Brien, you know, picked up a lot of injuries and Conor Sweeney was injured as well. But on any given year, would the Talchon Cup have been a big target for you, David? Absolutely. Um, I think at the start of the year, we played uh, Warford and Limerick in the McGrath Cup and we had a full forward line of Conor Sweeney, Stephen O'Brien and Sean O'Connor. Yeah. None of the three of them played last Saturday. Yeah. And that's that kind of sums it up for me we, you know and we were very excited we got we we bet Warford well down Warford in in the McGrath Cup we bet, we drew against Limerick and Feathers and things before the league was looking really good and then unfortunately then Conor Sweeney getting injured was just a huge blow. Obviously, he's a fantastic player, but he's a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. He 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 he's he's a leader that we really really missed in the dressing room, um um because every single player in the setup really really I suppose looked up to him. Yeah, in terms of the general football championship structures out there, David, what do you make of the season format? Now you've you've had a good few years to look at it, and then maybe the split season format, maybe one or two seasons. I think they're getting there, but I suppose a couple of th- um, at this stage you be it's very compact, and I think people are really seeing there's a lot of injuries. If you go through any of the teams now, everyone is suffering injuries, and that's down to there's a lot of games. Like you take the league program, I think it's um, including the league final. If you get to the league final, it's eight matches in ten weekends. Mm. That's a lot of matches. Um, uh, the pre-season competition, I think that's eventually going to go. Like, wh- like, just where are you going to fit all these games? Um, like the Munster Championship, the Ulster Championship, I know, I, I suppose, look, the Ulster teams won't want to see the Ulster Championship going, but like with with the current setup with the San Maguire groups and the Talton Cup groups, um, like bar the seeding in those groups, Damien, Where's, I don't know, what's the other incentives to win the 
to win the Munster Championship, to win the Ulster Championship, I, I, I just don't see it. Um, like te- um, you could nearly be penalised for winning the provincial championship because you basically have a weekend break and then you're back into the group stages of of it. Um, I think the one thing that's really sticking out for me is, I think both the Sam Maguire and the Talton Cup, it has to be top two. Um, you're seeing games like I'm looking at the Sam Maguire. There's no, there's no team sticking out at this moment in time saying they're putting their hand up to win all Ireland, and I can see why, because uh, there's still a lot of games to be played. You still have the last, you still have round three to play. You have the preliminary quarter final to play, a quarter final, a semi final, and a final. Yeah. So, so potentially, the All Ireland champions have still have five more matches to play. That's a lot of that's a lot of games in a short period of time. Um, so I, I, in my opinion, I think there's teams holding back a bit, yeah. um, and I think I think it's really after round three and maybe including round three, you're going to start seeing teams showing a bit of form. I just have two last questions for you, Dave. My first, my penultimate question is uh, Talchin Cup. Who do you see outright winning that this year? Kevin are looking very very strong. And I think the two teams that were in our group, Mead and Down, won't be a million miles from it. I, mm. I if I was a bet, I would say David the three out of the four semi-finals. If I was, if I was having a bet now, um, that's who I would be reckoning. But I would say Kevin, at the minute, are looking the farm team in, okay. in 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 that competition. And the last question for you, then, David, the future of Tipperary football, and after a break, would you see yourself getting back in? involved in football yourself in some stage in the future? Yes, look, I suppose the future Tipperary football, um, there's a lot of work ahead. Um, there's a lot of work. I I personally feel there needs to be, we need to get back to basics again. Um, we need to get back developing a really strong underage structure. Um, I suppose I started back in 2006 with, with, with different squads and I met, there was a lot of hard work involved what happened in though in we'll say in between 2010 to 2020 that wasn't a fluke there was a lot of hard work done by a lot a lot of people and i think a lot a lot of that work has to be done again unfortunately damien um and to be fair i don't know i think the county board i know people look hurling is number one in tipperary and there's no problem i've we've no problems with that but I think looking at the under 17 and under 20 age group, um, it's very hard to have it's very hard to have a dual player now playing both. And there's no point in saying otherwise mm-hmm. with the competitions the way they are. But I but what can happen is is I I think between the county board, the football board, and the management teams, is that we're making sure that Tipperary are putting out the best possible teams in both codes. And what I mean by that is if if a lad is not in the top twenty in on the hurling panel, but possibly could be could be in the top twenty in the football, well that lad should be playing football. And vice versa, don't know, and vice versa, and that's what needs to happen. Um, and then, and then Tipperary GA will be a lot stronger for that. Okay, David Power, congratulations on all you achieved. Enjoy the break, and please God, we'll see you soon again. Thanks very much, Damien. David Power, there, uh, a man who worked relentlessly for Tipperary football, and he mentioned dual players there. And on that note, we have to offer our full sympathies to the McCarthy family on the sad passing of Teddy McCarthy, one of the giants of our game. Ereshte Gorevananam. Uh, that's it for this week's show, folks. My thanks to Dave Gibson, who was on sound, to our producer, Damien O'Mara, from myself, Damien Lawler. We'll see you again next Friday night.